The Cancer Society says it's concerned about the ripple effects of the severe shortage of senior oncologists at Dunedin Hospital. The hospital will next month lose its accreditation to train junior oncology doctors because it doesn't have enough senior staff. The radiation oncology unit is supposed to have eight specialists, but it's down to just three, and one of those is leaving in November. For more on this, we're joined by the Cancer Society's Service Delivery Manager, Craig Watson. Kia ora, Craig. Kia ora. So how worried is the Cancer Society that Dunedin is so short-staffed that they won't even be able to train junior cancer doctors? Oh, look, it's an extremely concerning situation. It's definitely not surprising, but it's, um, it's really concerning for the people of uh, Otago, Southland, and the implications for the rest of New Zealand as well. And what are you hearing anecdotally from patients and staff members? Well, it's, it's a real anxious time for them. If you're a newly diagnosed person and uh, you don't have information as to what your access might look like and all you're hearing is what's in the media, it's really, it's really concerning for them. Um, and, of course, there are the implications of delays to access as well, and that's not something we want to see in New Zealand. And could you just talk me through those potential ripple effects of this? So um, what we love um, and what we're really pleased to hear is that... Um, the Christchurch Hospital, the private centre here in Christchurch, but also Wellington are, are taking on patients to support those in Otago and Southland that struggle with access. But of course what that means is um, that access is more limiting or challenging for the whole of the South Island and into the north as well where um, you know, wait lists will grow exponentially across the country. It's an inevitable fact, but what's most important is people get as timely access as they can. And are there any concerns, I guess, around patients who may need to travel for treatment? Absolutely. Um, we um, know well, and we, we saw on Patty Gower's issues um, program, that the NTA funding system that supports patients is, is really flawed. Um, that doesn't value or support people to the amount they need. And um, we've met people and worked with people every day who are making decisions on whether or not treatment is something that they can afford as a whanau. And if you're putting your health um, health uh, at risk because of the financial implications, that's a real concern. And the more people have to travel, the more those risks and implications are there and the more likely it is people will choose not to have treatment. And this latest development comes just months after a report from the Health and Disability Commissioner which found that significant delays in cancer treatments in the Southern District had harmed patients. So what exactly needs to change there? So, um, and as it was said at the time as well, this isn't going to be an overnight fix. This isn't even a three-month fix. It takes 15 years to train up an oncologist. It takes even longer for them to be a fellow so that they then in turn can be a trainee uh, to registrars as well. There's long-term implications there. So what we need now and what we've heard today with the, with the two most recent appointments then withdrawing is we need some really radical ideas. We need to think uh, beyond our artificial walls and think about what a South Island access to cancer service or a New Zealand access to cancer services looks like. Maybe options such as uh, having training based on more than one site. Uh, I worked as a radiation therapist in Australia and certainly a population of the size of Otago South and wouldn't have a standalone cancer centre, but they did have cancer centres that were part of a hub and spoke or a supportive model over a wider region and area. And so we need to really think beyond brick and mortar and think about what services and access looks like. Absolutely. And, you know, Dunedin's the one in the spotlight around this, but are there concerns about this happening elsewhere in the country? Yeah, so we know that internationally there's a shortage of healthcare workers um, and uh, travel and uh, training was um, was affected by both COVID, but also the overall numbers of people being trained into the professions when we know that the incidence of cancer is rising every year. So 
we, we can't assume that overseas trained doctors will continue to come and work here. We can't assume that that'll be the answer to our problems. We need to really look and look at what growing our own looks like and retaining them looks like too. So that's not necessarily just financial um, uh, considerations, but actually what does the environment look like? How do we have models where oncologists feel supported and valued, but also they can work in a different way? We need to really think outside of the box because the box isn't working for us. And a lot of these solutions take time. What needs to be happening in the short term? So it's the same thing we said three months ago. The most important thing that can happen right now is good communication with those that have a new diagnosis. It's, it's, it's deeply concerning for us, and we spend uh, every day our key workers are working with clients to see how we can help them, to see what the answers are and how they can navigate the system. So communication is key. But then the next bit is actually thinking what are some really innovative ways of retaining registrars and training and um, not thinking about Dunedin Hospital but thinking about Tafata or If we're looking at a single health system for New Zealand, we can't rely on it just being for Targa Southland. Let's look across the motto, how can we train people effectively? Kia ora, that's Craig Watson there from the Cancer Society.